0: and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini and I'm Scorpio. And today we are talking about Charles Leland's book, Aradia, Gospel of the Witches. Okay, so our thought
1: was or my thought, this is all my fault. This is all your fault. I just want to say that right off the bat, this is all my fault. Well, first let's talk about um Charles Leland. We're out of Britain. He's American. He was born in Philadelphia. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Okay. So he was born in Philadelphia, August of 1824. He's old. He's always dead. Yeah. So you might be asking, wait a minute. If they're doing a witch in time and they've been following, you know,
0: pretty normal chronologically. Order, yeah,
1: chronologically, why are we going back to like the 1900s? Because this is not like Gardner or Valiente. This is not a how-to or what is Wicca. It's what is Wicca like because it's like stories. It's He's a folklorist. So basically he said that he spoke to a witch, a Tuscan witch, a strega, and he got this story about what she does. And he was fascinated by it. So he's coming at this from a folklorist point of view, I guess kind of like a Margaret Murray yeah, from her anthropological almost. point of view, mm-hmm. um, and writing this down. But it's kind of more like stories. So that's why we thought for summer reading, let's get some writing that is more fiction that is more poetic um something like something light we thought
0: and it's a small book so we were like oh it'll be little we can read it over the summer on the beach it'll be so nice it wasn't
1: okay so (laughs) here's the deal i bought this book see how old i am um It was published in 1890. No, I did not buy it in 1890. This edition is from 1990. And I bought it and I said, ooh, I have to read this. and never did. Yeah. Okay. And I just kept it there. So I have everything, um, all the books that we've talked about have been in my collection. I didn't go out and buy anything. But I hate it. Okay. I don't know how else to say it. The whole point of summer reading when Gemini and I talked about, right? Like, how are we going to continue this in the summer? We didn't want to stop. We love the podcast, and we hope that people listening, you know, don't want to abandon us for the summer. So we thought, let's do it light. Instead of talking about some heavy reading, who wants to read some heavy book on Wicca in the summer? You want to go to the beach? You want to read something light? So we chose two things, and we're hoping it goes better. It will go better for the one, the Robert Graves. Um, But this one made me angry. It made me damn angry.
0: (laughs) Let's start
1: from the beginning. Okay, so in the beginning, um, so he's talking about this Tuscan witch that supposedly contacted him, right? And he translated the text she gave him from Italian into English.
0: Yet, in the book, he actually includes the Italian version. He keeps all of the Italian. Why? So that we can look at it it. and not read it.
1: He did call uh, her a wandering Zingari which I loved why because the Azingara in Caló which is the Romani language in Spain is a Romani person so I thought you know Italian and Spanish is so close I, I like that Like yeah. I thought that was like oh okay I mean I still don't know if he's telling the truth Yeah. but I thought that little bit was kind of interesting that yeah. it seems kind of realistic but I felt that the tone was that of biblical stories
0: well, I mean, yeah. now that you mentioned that, because the first thing that I highlighted when I read it was, and I'm going to read this direct quote Diana greatly loved her brother Lucifer. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The god of the sun and of the moon, the god of light, who was so proud in his beauty and who, for his pride, was driven from paradise. So, hmm, one, Lucifer does not exist in either Greek nor Roman traditional mythology right mm-hmm. um diana is the brother diana is the sister of apollo in both he's just called apollo in both countries um and they definitely don't fuck they do not have sex with each other right they are not in love with each other in fact common uh some con- common like understanding now is that artemis slash diana is very much a lesbian. And Apollo is at least some kind of gay, whether he's pan or just gay, we don't really know. Actually, it's kind of interesting because I always thought that all the
1: Greek gods just had sex with each other. So the fact that these two didn't. They super didn't. Because, I mean, Hera and Zeus are brother and sister, and yet they have no problem with it. So really, this is an
0: anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. This guy picked the one goddess who is literally guaranteed not to have sex with any of her relations and then goes, yeah, she totally had sex with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Very biblical, just
1: from the jump. And then Aradia, of course, is Diana's daughter, who was supposed to be the first witch. Yes.
0: Yeah. Which was also very biblical. Because first of all, like, let's just talk about how Aradia is created. It's a very Greek traditional style myth where Diana is in love with Lucifer, and she wants him so bad, but he totally doesn't love her. So she decides, all right, I'll just, like, he'll be, like, asleep or something, and we'll have sex, and then I'll get pregnant. Perfect. She does that. And then you get Aradia, and they're like, Go unto the people. Become a mortal. And teach them of our ways. Huh, what what does that sound like? Huh. Did you just Jesus your daughter? (laughs) And logistically, when this was being written, Jesus was a big thing. And he wasn't a verb,
1: so I like how you did that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you just Jesus your daughter? Did you
0: just Jesus your daughter? So, I almost... What I'm hoping is that Leland, like, took, I'm taking it very seriously, hoping that Leland took the story of a witch and, like, just made it accessible to people, but what I feel like is Leland made up a bunch of stuff and went, hey, you know, this is religion, so I'm just gonna make it, like, the two religions that I know and mush them together. Yeah. And so they do Jesus, their daughter, or Diana Jesus is her daughter, because Lucifer's really not an involved parent. So she sends Aradia down into the people, and she teaches them her ways, and men and women are both witches. And then, uh, does she die? She doesn't get murdered. I don't remember. She doesn't get crucified like Jesus does. But she goes back to being with her mom, and then there are witches, and they do witch stuff. Well,
1: they specifically say that she uh, blessed and did prosperity spells, divination, she cured diseases, she tamed wild beasts. She sounds lovely. Yeah. She did a lot of stuff. Oh, also, Cain uh, is in there as well. Oh my god. Cain makes an appearance.
0: Thank you for bringing this up, because this was bonkers to me. I fully understand the idea. It wasn't, like, even that weird for ceremonial magicians to, like, take ideas from the Bible and treat them almost like journaling prompts. Right? Like, look deeply into what it means to be you know insert like biblical witch here like what what was the ideal what were you supposed to take from that image um it's really clear in the bible that Cain is a bad guy right right like there's no wiggle room here no it Cain is bad right he kills his brother it's bad he gets punished and sent away he's bad right what what why is he (laughs) your first ever sorcerer Why, although as I read further into the book, I understand why. But when I first read it, I was like, what is wrong with you people? Why would you, what? Leland, if you want people to like this book, why are you giving them this story? Well,
1: because this is a story people can connect with. Just by having Lucifer, first of all, if you're already in the mindset that witches worship the devil, then of course Diana has to have sex with Lucifer yes. so you get Aradia. There's no other way to get a witch unless you have the devil in there somehow. This is true. So, I mean, what did he get from a witch? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I don't think this woman existed. I, I, it, does, it does have things here, though, that are the first spell... You know, you could see, yeah. you know, things like that. And obviously, when you think about when it was written, you know, Gardner and company, they all read this. Thing. Oh, for sure. Right. So there's some of that in there because you even have people working SkyClad here. Yep. So, you know, a lot of the things I'm not saying that it's all it's not all garbage. But he definitely put his spin on this. Yeah. You know.
0: Wow. Another man writing about witchcraft, putting his spin on things. For me, I think the thing that was the most jarring was as I start reading into his little, like, stories or his little spells, mm-hmm. like, the, the way that they interact with Diana is, like, really rude. And I would never in my life think to address a divine entity in such a way. Like, one of the the things that they're saying, like, to get a bargain in a bookstore They, like, threaten Diana. You're supposed to say, like, I will torment thee for the rest of thine days if you do not do what I'm asking. And I just, like, had to put the book down for a sec. But wait a minute. Isn't it... I don't know.
1: But I do have family members that are Catholic. St. Anthony is the one you put upside down when you want to buy a house? I have no idea. Okay, there's some saint. I remember... Was it to buy a house? Or was it so it wouldn't rain? I don't know. (laughs) I gotta be honest. I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't know. But I remember you take away his head right but that's it's like these weird things it's a guy who's dead it's not God no but I'm still saying it's still a saint so if you come from a tradition right yeah Catholic let's say where you're used to taking saints and taking off his head I don't know if it's you hide his head or you hide him or you bury him upside down it was some weirdo thing look don't ask I don't know I'm I'm I'm, just staring at
0: her in disbelief I have to
1: ask one of my cousins that I know um that I know I mean that I know is definitely a practicing Catholic um this but i just remember hearing stories going wait you did what because it was always my understanding that you pray to the saints Yeah. so if you pray to something why would you even dare to like i don't know put him upside down or bury him until you get what you want like that just seems weird so that that part doesn't seem weird in the book because there are traditions i guess that do i know that.
0: and that's the thing is that i was thinking about when i was reading it is like i know that there are practices that do this but because it's diana It, like, it's very, it's so jarring for me because. Because you would never do that. I would, and I pray to Artemis all the time. I do things for Artemis all the time. So the idea that the goddess who is almost exactly Artemis. Right. Is then in another tradition treated like this. I'm like. (gasps) Well, I mean, even in Wicca, I can't imagine
1: saying something to one of my gods and saying, look, if you don't do this, like. Ever. Yeah. Okay. That'll, that'll work out. <laughs> Why would you even threaten?
0: What kind of... I don't know. If I said that to Hermes, he would actively fuck up my life. See, that's... Not, <laughs> that's not even what bothers me.
1: People are getting raped here. Constantly. People are getting raped. Okay, so one story. A spell to win love. A spell to win love. Just I, I just want the words... Because it's a contest. Yeah. Okay, But even if you said a a spell to gain love, love. All right. So what does he do? Um, The wizard, basically a worshiper of Diana, uh, will turn a woman into a dog. Then the dog comes to you and it turns into a woman. And then you turn her back into a dog and you send her home. It's basically a magical roofie. So basically you turn into a dog. She comes over. You turn into a woman. You have sex with her. You turn her back into a dog. You send her home.
0: And she has no idea what happened. Right. That's part of it. And that's the
1: spell to win love. No. Like you said. Yeah. That's a roofie. That's date rape. Like what
0: is, that's not even a date. I don't know what you It's just rape. It's just rape. It's it's a roofie and a taxi. The dog is the taxi. Yes. The sex is the roofie. Yes. Yeah. So when I
1: read that, I thought, wait, what? Yeah. So I thought, no, I read that wrong. (laughs) Nope. But it happens again. He does it again. And the tale of Tana, right? Um, There was another witch, a rival. They put somebody to sleep, and then the person had sex with them while they were asleep. Sleeping beauty. If you have, yes, if you have sex with Tana while she's asleep, you're going to have success. It's a success spell. So again, you rape this witch in order to
0: get what you want. Um, it's a weird, like, everything is about dominance in this book. Yes. Every spell, every interaction is about asserting your dominance over the goddess, over, I guess, both goddesses, over the people in your life. It's, I understand it, but I don't like it. No. Also, it's just hard to read. Like it's it's exhausting to have to turn through six pages to to skip the Italian to get to the translation which is full of rape and bullshit to skip another six pages of Italian. Yeah. It like
1: at one point um he even calls it the Gospel of Diana or the Gospel of the Witches. So you also kind of feel like you're reading some weird Christian text, in a way. I don't know how to yeah.
0: explain it. I think Aradia would make more sense as an addition to... Like, a very heretical addition to the Bible. Mm. The way that he writes it. Yeah. Versus... Because it's almost like parables. He's almost writing parables. But the parable is a spell. Right. And I, I, I understand it. But I don't like it.
1: So I kind of feel like this went bust for us because... I cannot recommend this book. I would not tell people to I mean, if you're curious, sure, pick it up. Get an e version, an e-reader version. Oh yeah, don't buy is, the book. That is it's free. Like two bucks. But I just I was very let down. This is the first book that we've done. Well, this is the first book that we've done for Which Space that I hadn't read until yeah. we had to do it. Everything else I had read and I just had to go back and reread it and, and get some pointers so I could talk about some talking points. Um, but the book itself is only a hundred and... No, sorry, 98 pages. And I got to 61, so actually I almost finished You it. almost finished. But um, but you're right, it's even shorter because of all the Italian it's in it. It's so short. But I just have to say, it's interesting just to see where maybe the first thing, if you think about it, it's one of the first things that was written
0: yeah.
1: about witches... in a sense of getting information about witches, not so much as,
0: you know, burn the witches kind of thing. Do you know Um, what I want to talk about really quick? Yeah, no, we don't have to be quick. There was a 30-second period when I was reading this book where I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, this is going to be great! Because right at the beginning of the book, he talks about, like, why Aradia was sent down amongst the people. And it says, In those days there were on earth many rich and many poor, and the rich made slaves of all the poor. And basically, all of the slaves freed themselves and went and hid in the woods and became knaves. And Diana was like, yo, go talk to those knaves, hook them up, make it so they can't be slaves anymore. And I was like, wait, this is great. I love that this is going to be a treatise on communism. We should all eat the rich. This is wonderful. No. No. And that was, I think, the part that, that was the moment that I stopped being invested. Because I thought that this was going to be this really interesting, like, breakdown of tradition from a very old text I was like oh my god this is very inventive this was so new for this concept to be put out and he says you know Arati is great she's a great lady she does good things then he goes on to say you know oh all the Jews were knaves and thieves you know oh, okay all right never mind you're not you're not that new <laughs> you're not that inventive it's just, you know, witches, you want to be cool, but you don't like anybody else. And that's, I think that's the toughest part, reading it for me, is just some of these older texts, they're bad. They're just full of the bad ideas of the older generations that we all kind of look back on and go, ooh, hmm, no. No, we don't want that. Yeah. Like, I was so excited. I wrote, I am honestly very supportive of Aradia as goddess of poisoners and the proletariat. And then immediately afterwards... Just kept writing LMFAO, (laughs) LMAO, clever, still Christian. Like, just because it went from this idea that you have is novel and interesting and I want to read it to this is actually just the Bible.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, I don't really need to read any more of the Bible.
1: So it was disappointing. So I guess the good news is if you're listening thinking you have summer reading to do. (laughs) You don't. you, You don't. Enjoy July. We'll come back in August and talk about something. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be good. Um, but yeah, that, that was our intention, to do something light. And, you know, I think the other reason why it was frustrating to read this now, because I feel like as we're moving forward with our readings, mm-hmm. we're getting away from the things that kind of irk us. Yeah. You know? We're moving
0: forward in ideological time.
1: Yeah, and especially after doing the Ferrars. Yeah. Where, you know, where my heart is. Yeah. And to really, have to go backwards was. To go backward was like, no, no, I don't want to talk about why witches are bad and the devil and all this. Like, this is ridiculous. I, you know, so um, that was a miss. We don't recommend it, which in a way I'm kind of glad because it seems like we like everything. And now our listeners know no, we don't like everything. We actually, mean, actually hate some things. And this is something we hate. Yeah. Whether we're wicked or Hellenic. We agree that this is awful.
0: I actually feel like we've been lying to our listeners forever because we hate a lot of things. It's just we liked the books that we read so far. Yeah. So we are definitely haters of this <laughs> particular book, and I'm sure more things to come.
1: Yeah, I think the more we delve into things, we're going to find yeah things that we either disagree on or we both hate. And, and we'll talk about
0: that. Yeah. You know? What I would love... For those of you who are listening and like, oh, this sucks. We wanted you to tell us about why we should read this book. No, you tell us what we should read for summer reading. Is there a great book that you're reading that we should read? Please tell me because I have so much time now that I'm not finishing this book. Uh, Again, at Co. on Instagram or WitchspaceCo at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations. I'm very also supportive of, like, fantasy novels if you just want to recommend those to me. But witchy books, let us know. Well, here's a question, too. Well, we're going to be doing,
1: talking about Robert Graves, but if somebody has a recommendation, we could definitely, like, do two books
0: yeah. next time. Yeah, yep, we can. We will definitely fit your book in somehow. Yeah, if there's something good.
1: Like, I always want to read something good. Yeah. Yeah, something, something light. We're talking about summer reading. Yes,
0: please. Something that is
1: enjoyable and won't make me sad. But here's a question, because I don't know what it is you do. Um... Does does the summer change your practice at all?
0: No. Nah. we're talking about summer reading.
1: Not really. No. Nah. Mine changes a great deal.
0: I don't go outside ever. Okay. So for me, it's like the same. See, for me, I have time now. Yeah. Do you know what true. I mean?
1: Like once work is over for the summer, it's like, oh, new moon, full moon, you know, or. If you really want to, like, waning moon or whatever you want to do or, you know, Lunasa's coming. I have time. I have, you know, energy. Yeah. I'm not coming home from work exhausted going, oh, yeah, I got to do something. Now it's like, I can plan. I can go outside. I can play. Like, so I feel like my practice does change. And I do get more hyped to do things. I just think,
0: especially for us as teachers, like, the summer is just better... It's just more time for yourself, more time for, like, giving a crap about you and taking care of you and being there for you. And I think for both of us, our practices are taking care of us. Yeah. So, yeah, I just really loved the idea of, like, sitting on a beach chair under a very powerful umbrella, reading Leland and being like, oh, this is so fun and interesting. And that's just the vibe that I want for the summer is I love the, I'm a Gemini, I like to know stuff. So I would like to continue to use all of this free time to know stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I love taking classes and learning. Yeah, and, you know,
1: because like you said, it's time for us. And next time I'm gonna be reading The White Goddess by Robert Graves.
0: Which I'm super excited about because the first time I ever heard about that was in a comic book. Um what is it? Wicked and the Divine? The Wicked and the Divine. I don't know that. Oh my god, it's so good. For those of you who would like some summer reading that is not necessarily witchy, you should read this comic book. It's great. It's basically, um, the premise is that people, every 90 years, I think, 12 people are, become, like, embodiments or avatars of different gods. Of, like, all different pantheons. And it's super cool, and it's weird, and... Oh, I gotta get this. It's great. And there's one, like... It's not even, like, a real part of the series. It's, like, a a side episode kind of vibe where this undying, like, constantly reborn goddess is talking to Robert Graves and, like, telling him the story of the white goddess. And then when he publishes it, she's mad because he took out parts of her real life. So it's really, that's... I'm so happy I remembered this. That's my recommendation for summer reading. Everybody read The Wicked and the Divine. Okay, I'm going to look for that, and that might be nice to, like, tie in when we talk about Robert Graves. Definitely. it's It's a lot. There's a lot of, um, what do you call comics? I keep wanting to say episodes. Issues? There's a lot of issues. I would get, like, the consolidated ones. Okay. Um, did you ever read Spell on Wheels?
1: No. That's another good comic book. I gotta write. I have to write it down. I have to take my notebook back out. And that's about witches, Spell on Wheels.
0: Love that.
1: You know, since this went bust, and I'm just thinking about other things. So speaking of summer stuff, do you have like, and I know you're not Wiccan, but do you have a favorite witch film? Is there like a film that you like don't get tired of watching? Hocus Pocus.
0: I watch Hocus Pocus every year. It's also the only witch film I've seen. I haven't seen The Craft. (gasps) I haven't seen um, Practical Magic. I haven't seen basically any of the witch movies. But I have seen Hocus Pocus and I care deeply about Hocus Pocus. Okay. Well. I just disappointed Scorpio a little bit. No, it's
1: just, you know what it is? Hocus Pocus is so much fun. And I think it's so much fun because it's Bette Midler. I'm sorry. Oh, I love of course. Her. So she's doing, you know, the Sanderson sisters are just good for a laugh. And let's face it, they filmed it in Salem. Salem. And in the Pioneer Village and all that, so you know people who like to take trips to Salem. It's like, oh my god, I know where that is. Yeah, and it's funny because like when I pass by buildings, I will tell people. I told you, you did that to me. Yeah, and I was that's that's the the focus house. Yeah, I was. Oh my god, it's in the um, movie. But no, I I love a lot. You know, I love a lot of the old ones, which are just as stereotypical. Mm -hmm. Like when you think of practical magic, you think of more modern witches. Yeah, you know, Um, I love. Bell, Book, and Candle,
0: I believe it's called. Mm-hmm.
1: With Kim Novak and Jimmy Stewart and Jack Lemmon. I
0: don't think I've seen it.
1: They're actually, that's actually the basis for the TV show Bewitched. Oh. They thought, because here's this woman who's, like, obsessed with this guy. Um, and I love Kim Novak in this. I just think she's amazing. And I also love Veronica Lake in I Married a Witch. It's just, it's black and white. It's old and... You know, she's burned at the stake and so is her father, but then she gets reborn. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I love those old witch films.
0: Do you know what was great? Speaking specifically about Leland and the weird overlap between like biblical imagery and witch imagery. Mm -hmm. I just watched Good Omens on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my God. It's so good. It's absolutely perfect. Okay. It's really great. And there is a character in it who is a witch and she's adorable. Okay. Her great, 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 great. Something or other grandmother has a book of prophecies, and so she's following the prophecies and doing like she douses, she's a pendulum, it's super cute. So instead of reading Leland, go read The Wicked and the Divine, go watch Good Omens, go watch Bell Book and Candle and read Spell on Wheels. Have a wonderful fun summer. Yeah, have fun. You know, get in touch with nature.
1: If you live somewhere where it's yeah, where you can do that, you know, just go outside, spend time meditating outside going for walks i mean that's going to bring you closer to the craft than this book will (laughs) then oh god this (laughs) book ever will but you know what's interesting when you mentioned the movie the craft which i also like um i kind of think like that's what i like about that movie is that i think the reason why people get into witchcraft some people are you know she was a natural she was like a hereditary kind of witch Mm -hmm. and then you have the broken people who get into it and just, like, cause mayhem. But yeah. you never saw the movie. I've so never said, seen it, so I have no okay, idea what's going never on. mind that I'm going to stop talking about it. But people who've seen it, like, I don't know if you guys agree, but it's, it, they're, I don't want to give anything away because you haven't seen it. So I mean, I love spoilers, so it's so, fine. So, you know, one person is just really kind of bad, and she's like a bad witch, and she has a lot of power, but, you know, that's why she got into it to begin with, to yeah. fix her life. Her life was a mess, you know? Religion what doesn't happens, fix your life. Right. And what happens when you use magic? Yeah. You know, in this other way to kind of like. No have personal control. game! Charmed. Oh, stop. Personal game. We all use it for ourselves. I, I constantly use it
0: for personal game. Do you watch Charmed? Yes. Wait, the new or the old? The. Okay, well, here's the thing The new one is out on Netflix now. Yeah. So I'm going to watch the new yeah. one. But no, the old one, and only up until like season six, because once they start getting into like the white lighter future save the world shenanigans, yeah, that was
1: bizarre. I hated just a that. Lot. Yeah,
0: I agree. But you stopped after Prue. Well, I
1: I watched more, but you didn't care. After I didn't Prue. care. Like for me, Prue was like she died. Yeah. I was like bye, you know. I did watch some more because I wanted to see how they were going to carry it forward, yeah. and I wasn't thrilled. Um, the new one, I have to go back and give it more of a shot. Yeah. Um, because from what I understand, I forgot who was telling me, they do have elements. I think I might be wrong of their culture. I feel that the first couple of episodes, all they did was take Latinx people. Yeah. And put them in charmed. Which is not. Which to me is not. Hello. No. Yeah. You know, I didn't see any of their culture in there, which I'm sorry. If her mother was a witch, she was a bruja. What is going, where are they from?
0: yeah because well yeah that's gonna matter it's gonna matter
1: you know um oh there's a show on Netflix I wanna say always a witch
0: yes I did yes is
1: it always a witch I'm not sure
0: I forgot what it was but we'll post
1: about it again oh I watched that I think that's really good if you want to look at other people right um witchcraft in other places what it means to be and of course it's not you know real it's they're gonna take it into let me put it this way it's um I don't even know where they're from, Colombia. But anyway, I feel it's, like it's, maybe. it might be from Colombia. Um, it's like their take on supernatural or charm. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, real witches aren't as much fun because yeah. they're not going to get up to shenanigans. Not if things aren't going to be happening. So you know, you have that. I do have a big issue with part of it. Um, so she's she's African slave in Colombia. I guess I want to mm-hmm. say because I really don't remember where it is. And she falls in love with her master. And he loves her. Oh, I'm sure he does. So you think to yourself, I'm fine with it because it was back then. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that these things happened because, you know, the women didn't know. and, And Stockholm Syndrome and all these things. And okay. Yeah. But then she comes to the future. Oh, no. And she goes back in time for him. And I thought... Didn't you learn about the future? Like, didn't you? She was changing. Oh, no. She wanted to go to the university. She was seeing the benefits of being a woman now. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you ever wake up and go? Wait a minute. I fuck
0: that
1: shit. I don't love you. You don't love me. You fetishize me. Like yeah. this is not a real relationship. That never happened. However, I hear there's going to be a season two, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's so stuck in her programming. Yeah. Right. Because that happens to people. Yes. That she goes back, and maybe with time she'll go. Wait a minute. If that moment never happens, yeah, then I can tell you that I'll be so disgusted with mm-hmm. this show. Because I'm I'm giving it a shot. I'm like, no, it's going to happen. She's going to have her moment when she realizes
0: this is not love. I think a lot, I think Leland especially, but a lot of the early books that we read about what is witchcraft are almost trying to like take otherness and make it cool for white people. Hmm. Right? Like, especially Mm. Leland. Because because Leland is, like, taking these very sort of traditional white culture things, like our, our weird, boring versions of Christianity, you know, our weird, boring rituals of, like, going and buying books and trying to get a bargain and not liking Jews and thinking that the Romani people are thieves and... Trying to make that, like, oh, yeah, no, like, we do that, but also we have cool magical powers. And, like, um, could we not? Like, that's why some of these early books get so hard to read or or get so frustrating while we're doing them. Because it's, like, yeah, no, guys, there is nothing other about you. Like, there's nothing other about Leland. And even from his perspective, like, he got this story from a woman who was a witch and also possibly Romani. So she's very other. And he's going to tell the other story so that a bunch of white people can read it and be like, wow, this is so cool. I would like to dabble in being other. Mm. I'll be other once a week. I'll be other. Is there? Am I crazy or is there a part in the book where he says... Well, you are crazy, but... I am crazy. There's a part in the book where he says if a person can train themselves in their faith to believe that they will have a strong will I don't remember that. But I that doesn't mean it's not in there. But it's that, just like, he's saying, you're basically tricking yourself into believing this religion. Here, indeed, I am speaking seriously for the man who can train his faith to actually believe in and cultivate or develop his will can really work what the world, by common consent, regards as miracles. If you train your faith, if you trick yourself into believing all of this stuff, you will do miracles. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Yes, I will convince myself that I am other, and then I will do stuff with it. No.
1: I feel this comes down to, you know, like when kids are little and you get like ninth place and you get a ribbon and people go, oh, come on, Billy, you did it. You're special. No, you didn't. You lost the race. Why don't we just say you lost? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this idea that everybody has to be special. Everybody has to be included in everything. So the idea of, like, wanting to be other. A lot of people want to be other.
0: I think it's even worse than that because I think it's the idea. I'm going to preface this by saying I am white. Okay. I, I am a white person. Um,
1: The face she makes, though, is what I wish people could see. The way you
0: say, I am a white person. So, she has this distinct face she makes. So white. yeah, The whitest. But... There is something very entitled in whiteness. And it, it's not even just about, like, oh, everybody wants to be special. White people want to be special. Whiteness wants to be the center of attention. And I think that's why you see so much appropriation of black culture nowadays because black culture is cool. Hip hop is cool. Wearing certain clothes is cool. And so well, certain aspects of. Yes. Right. So white people, people want to wanna do that. White people want to be like, oh yeah, I got my hair in box braids and I wore them to work, whereas a black person could get fired for that. And that's what I get from Leland, is this is a story about how to be air quotes cool and air quotes a witch. So just skip it and read stories about... Cool people of varying races and ethnicities and genders and sexualities doing cool witchy stuff. I feel like this is a completely, I would love to delve into this in another podcast. I know. You know, I feel
1: like there's so much that we can say about this. You know, I I remember speaking to somebody about my being a witch. And the first thing they wanted to know was why, how can I follow Celtic gods when I am Latinx? And wouldn't I be more comfortable in Santeria? Now, there are Santeros in my family. But Santeria is literally the religion of the saints. I don't know yeah. them. I don't follow them. Yeah, we don't know which one you bury and
0: which one you take the yeah, head off. Exactly.
1: So it's like, so why would I, because I'm Hispanic? So I should be, I should be something. And that takes me back to the whole, well, don't you believe in reincarnation? In which case, maybe I'm going back to something else that really speaks to me. And aren't the gods everybody's gods? And it's just like this whole weird thing. And that you can't incorporate part of my culture in my practice, which I think people are doing that anyway. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, there's so much... um, As somebody who's not white, (laughs) I have to admit, sometimes I, I look at what we read and I go, well... Now the dead white person we're reading about now. Well, <laughs> Jennifer R. is about not, white. not dead. Um, yeah, sounds about white, and we even discussed it. I said we're going to read other people, but at the same time, if we're talking about Wicca, which we are, um, you got to talk about these people. Yeah, you know, from here we get to something else, and what's going to come next? And I think that's what's exciting because what other cultures? And we're talking about cult- cultural appropriation. Um, What's okay to take? I mean, it doesn't bother me that people use cascarilla powder. Yeah. You know, that was a weird accent the way that all came out, but cascarilla powder. Um, I don't know, it doesn't bother me if people use it. However, if a white person calls himself a bruja, I got a problem with that. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. You're a witch. Congratulations. Like you can't you're not that special. Yes. Okay? I don't care that you're like, well, I studied with whoever what no. You're not. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you can use things. I think that we could all learn from each other. But I think sometimes the terms we use can be a little bit...
0: Yeah. I agree with you, except I don't think there's anything we can learn from Leland. I think we can all skip him. <laughs> I think... Hot take. Leland sucks. Mild take. Leland sucks. Poor Leland. Ice cold take. Don't yeah. read this book for the summer. I don't know why this
1: is a book that... My own um, (laughs) that I felt that I had to read at some point, but it was just again one of those books that you just hear about, and then you're like, Okay, this is important because this was this came out way back when, and I should read it, and now I know why I never read it.
0: Well, it doesn't give you anything foundational, it doesn't give anything that is related to how Wiccans actually practiced from the jump to now, yeah. So, especially for something that is you know, A Year in a Daylight, this book is not necessary. No. I don't think it helps to understand Wicca any better. No. Don't read it. Have um, I said
1: don't read it? Well, but I mean, there might be somebody out there who says, you know what, it's only 98 pages and half of it's in Italian. I could polish this off. Yeah, read it. I mean, if, if anything that we said you found interesting, even if not interesting in a, yeah, I like that, but just, oh, that's ridiculous. This guy yeah. really wrote that? Like, yeah, for a laugh, sure, why not? You know, pick it up, read it, and see what you think, but... It's not something that like like Gemini said, it's not something that I would say to people, you must read this, you know. Um, and as, as I was gonna say as horrible, but I don't mean horrible, as as limited in scope and reasoning and thinking as some of the other books that we've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like I've said in other podcasts, Gardner, Valiente, Ferrar's, this is where we came from. So give it a read. Yeah. Even, if, even if you get angry at one of them and you go, no, no, no. But you should know at least when other people say, I'm Wiccan, you know, hmm, where do you come, you know, what, what do does you, that mean? What does that mean to you? And you might have a better understanding if you know these seminal texts. So, but Leland is not in that category. Yeah, so no, we, we can, can toss him. We're tossing him. He's gone. He's out of here. And that was Gemini I just slamming the book down. Tossed.
0: It's tossed. So next podcast from this will be a new moon podcast. Yep, it'll be Lunasa. Yes, I have an assignment. We'll see how that goes, and then the next full moon podcast we will be talking about Robert Graves yes. and the White Goddess. Yes, which hopefully will be good summer reading. Everybody, cross your fingers. Yeah. Also, please send us your recommendations. We want to know what should we read. For summer reading, though. Yeah, for, well, for, no,
1: but, like, in general. That's true, anything, it doesn't matter. You're right, you're right.
0: Everything. Send me summer reading, send me fantasy novels, send me witch books, send me your firstborn child. And I also,
1: (laughs) (laughs) or she will hex you.
0: Um, I don't actually want your firstborn child. Yeah,
1: nobody wants that. So, (laughs) we also want to thank Sean McShane for the wonderful intro and outro music, because we love you, and you know it, you're amazing.
0: I think that's it, it's a wrap. Yeah, go us. Thank you again for listening to us. And of course, if you're following the moons, you're following us.